You're listening to the newest episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life, with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 41st episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. Today, we'll be talking about Coaching Explained 101. And today, I want to talk with you about just what exactly is coaching and what it isn't. The title of today's episode is Coaching Explained 101. Modern sports coaching can trace its roots back to the 1880s, but life coaching as a profession was founded by Thomas Leonard in the 1980s. He went on to create the first official coach training program called Coach University. Coaching skills are distinguished between counseling and consulting and has a different skill set. Most people seek coaching for one of three reasons. Either they're looking for assistance and or accountability to accomplish a goal, they want to make an important decision, or they're in pain and trying to fix something about their life. Coaches tend to be action-oriented and either help clients change what they're doing or change what they're thinking. The client is in charge of the sessions in terms of how often they meet, how long the sessions are, and what they talk about. Coaches vastly differ on several variables. In 2020, there currently is no state or federal licensing for coaches. It's possible you could hire a coach with no formal training in coaching. As things stand now, anyone can call themselves a coach. You don't need a high school diploma, training, or experience. Say you're a coach, and it is so. This may or may not be important to you. In the field of coaching, all you may care about is whether your coach gets results. This can be determined by the coach's own story. Perhaps they have been where you are and are currently where you want to be and have developed a method to help others doing what worked for them in the past. Another way to know if your coach can get good results is by looking at their social proof. Coaches should have written audio or video testimonials on their websites. This may be all you need to decide if this is a coach for you. If you're interested in a coach with credentials, you want to know if they're certified. There are many ways for a coach to be certified. Because the field is largely unregulated, there are many coaching programs out there that offer their own certifications. Some are phenomenal coaching programs. Others are largely inadequate, and there are many programs in between. A company can create its own coaching program and grant its participants a certificate of completion, bestowing upon them the right to call themselves a certified coach. There are also two main coaching organizations who approve coaching programs. One is the International Coach Federation, otherwise known as ICF, and the other is the Center for Credentialing and Education, who approve board-certified coach programs. When a coach has a certification from one of these programs, you have greater assurance that they've attended a monitored program. The main difference I see between the two is that ICF programs do not have any educational requirements, standardized testing, or professional references required. To become a board-certified coach, you need at least a bachelor's degree, one professional letter of recommendation, and to pass their standardized coach exam at a Pearson View testing center, making a BCC credential more professional, in my opinion. Again, this distinction may or may not matter to you. 
A second area where coaches differ is in their approach. In the field of coaching, it is generally accepted practice that coaches ask questions of their clients to help them discover their answers within themselves. However, there's another brand of coach who acts more like a mentor or consultant than a coach. Let's call them mentor coaches. These coaches have an expertise that you don't, and you want to learn what they know. You don't have the answers, they do. And if you hire one of those coaches, you would quickly become tired of them asking you questions you don't know the answer to. Currently, I'm working with a marketing coach to help me increase my following on Instagram and to create a high quality lead magnet. I don't know how to do those things. I've attempted to do it myself, but with lackluster results. I'm looking for answers. On the other hand, you may be trying to accomplish a personal goal, move beyond pain, or make an important decision with the help of a coach. You do have the answers. You just need a skilled coach to ask the right questions to help you move forward. Let's call these coaches the probing coaches. In these instances, you want the more traditional coach who knows how to deliver the perfect balance of support and challenge to help you accomplish what you're aiming for. Just yesterday, I had a session with someone who wanted to talk about a decision she had to make vocationally. She sent me an email prior to our session with her thought process up to that point and had, in the email, convinced me she already knew what she wanted to do. She simply wanted the opportunity to take time with me to see if there were things she wasn't considering. I asked her a lot of questions. We talked about best and worst case scenarios and she recognized that her initial instincts were correct. She left our session certain of her decision, and that was valuable to her. A third way coaches differ is in their approach. Almost all known therapy approaches now have a program for coaching. You can find coaches who take a behavioral approach, a humanistic approach, or more of a cognitive behavior therapy approach. When you use a coach in this way, the big things to determine is whether they're actually doing coaching with you or counseling. How would you know? What's the difference? The board certified coach program is quite clear regarding the differences between coaching and counseling. For clients, one of the biggest differences is insurance does not cover coaching, but frequently does cover counseling. Counseling is considered a medical service, which is why it falls under the insurance realm. In order to be covered, you would need some kind of a diagnosis and treatment plan. In other words, something must be wrong with you to have your counseling paid for. In coaching, the opposite is assumed. There is nothing wrong with coaching clients. They're simply looking to accomplish their goals faster, make better decisions, or move beyond or conquer a pain point. The latter is sometimes addressed in counseling, but the main difference is in counseling, you would spend a lot of time talking about and processing your past pain. In coaching, it's recognized you have a painful past, but that has nothing to do with you moving forward and restoring your life and your happiness. You can do that with a skilled coach who has experience in that area. There are several counselors who also offer coaching services. There are ethical guidelines for those counselor coaches that prohibit them from counseling and coaching the same client. Those services are seen as separate. Counseling is a medical service to help someone understand their past and how it may be interfering with their current life. Coaching could also help the person in counseling. 
Coaching is for when you've done the painful work and are ready to rebuild. When this happens in counseling, a counseling coach would need to refer that part of the person's treatment to a coach where it wouldn't be considered treatment anymore. It would now be accomplishing whatever goals they have set for their life. There are some other differences between counseling and coaching. Prior to coronavirus, most counseling took place in person, while coaching was primarily done by phone or over the internet with a video chat app. Counselors are viewed as a helper, creating a power differential, while coaches are more of a partner. Because there's less of a power differential in coaching, there are less boundaries around the relationship. For example, in counseling, you're ethically required to wait five years before developing a personal relationship with a client. But in coaching, it's only two. The way coaching works with me is that you decide you want coaching, then you can book a free 20-minute session for both of us to assess whether we would be a good match for each other. I'm trying to ascertain whether I'll be able to help you with your goals, and you're assessing whether you would trust and respect me as your coach. Should you decide to proceed, you choose whether you want to book session by session or if you'd like to commit to a three-month coaching package. I stand by my coaching and believe I will be able to significantly help you make progress toward or even reach your goals within three months. The three-month packages are listed at 20% off what it would cost to book them individually. When you purchase a three-month package, you're paying for the time that can be spread out beyond three months or use sooner as you determine you need. The single sessions can also be scheduled as you want. I usually recommend starting with a 45-minute session because when you coach with me, you complete a coaching call prep form within 24 hours prior to the session to fill me in on your accomplishments, what you're grateful for, areas you didn't reach your goals, and our focus for the upcoming session. In this way, we can jump right into the work at the start of the session instead of spending precious time for you giving me the information that you can complete on the form. In sessions, you describe what you want to work on. You set goals. You tell me how you want me to coach you, providing the proper amount of support and encouragement you determine is best for you. I will ask questions to explore areas you are looking to master. I'll provide you with information I may have that could help you make a more informed decision, never to change your mind or steer your direction, but to ensure you have all the information I may have regarding a specific situation. I will hold you accountable for the things you tell me you'll do. I won't criticize, punish, or shame you. I will simply ask what got in the way and help you plan to prevent that from happening in the future. If there's something deep to explore around the resistance, I'll ask you questions to uncover your possible self-sabotage. I will support and encourage you every step of the way. I will be your cheerleader. And when you hesitate or stall, I'll help you get to the bottom of the resistance until you're moving forward on your desired path again or decide to take a different one. Coaching is for people who want to focus on making plans based on where they are today to move forward to their goals they've established for the future. I personally do not spend a lot of time in the past, since you have no editing rights there. Your past is a chapter in your book that's already written, and it's been locked from editing. You can't change it. All you can really do is accept it 
and honor it for helping you become the person you are today. I also don't spend a lot of time discussing how you feel about things. That is more the work of counselors. Feelings are another place you don't have any direct power and control. My goal in coaching is to help my clients move from places where their ability to influence things is compromised to a place of empowerment. Feelings are something I don't know how to change without first changing something you're doing or something you're thinking. In my sessions, my focus is on what behavior or thinking pattern is accompanying any painful emotions, because in order to create a different feeling, you'll need to change your actions and thoughts. That's where you have power and control. I will help you formulate plans to accomplish your goals by making sure they are a challenge without being so difficult you'll be paralyzed. You also don't want it to be too easy or it won't even be worth your effort. The pace of your plan is important to your success and it's different for everyone. I won't accept excuses for why you didn't accomplish your goals, but neither will I shame you for it. Together, we'll look at what prevented your success so we can plan to deal with that challenge next time. You may even discover the goal you thought you wanted originally has changed, and you'll take off in another direction. This is how I work with my coaching clients. It isn't how all coaches work. My practice is informed by choice theory psychology. There are other coaches who spend more time talking about emotions, others who use reward systems, and still others who like to gather a lot of information about your life. There's nothing wrong with these approaches. They're just simply different. When you're looking for a coach, it's important to find out the methodology your coach uses to see if it would be a good fit for what you're trying to accomplish. This is why it's good if you can arrange a free 20-minute session where, in essence, you're interviewing one another to see if it'll be a fit. You might be asking, do you really need a coach? Or could you do the same with a friend or even by yourself? That depends on how important it is for you to reach your goals and how fast you want to do it. I believe many people can reach their goals without a coach, of course. If you're one of those goal-directed people who make up their mind to do something and then go after it and do it, I believe you can do it yourself. If you have a friend who's aligned with you accomplishing your goals, knows how to support you, but also calls you out when you're making excuses and deviating from your path, then your friend can probably help you. I find the problem with friends can be that they don't know how to recognize and move beyond self-sabotage, and they may have a vested interest in you not changing. I remember when I wanted to move to Chicago and start my own business, I had a friend who discouraged me from doing that. I realize now she probably wasn't even aware of it, but she just didn't want me to move away because she knew our friendship would likely change. When you have a big, hairy goal you've been trying to accomplish for some time, perhaps with fits and starts, but want to see it happen, really happen, then hiring a coach could help. If you have a goal, know how to accomplish it, but for some unknown reason, just can't seem to move in that direction, coaching can help you uncover your subconscious sabotage. If you believe you would benefit from a professional holding you accountable for actions you want to take, a coach can be helpful. It's true, coaching can be expensive. I charge more for coaching than I do counseling. The question to ask yourself is whether the accomplishment of your goals is worth the money you'll be paying. 
How much would it be worth to you to finally lose that 50 pounds you've put on over the last 20 years? How much would you pay to finally finish that book you've always wanted to write? What would it be worth to patch up that relationship with your loved one? One of the things I coach people on is a lasting life change. I help people gain mental freedom by building their base of power where they have control so they can achieve the mental freedom from unrealistic expectations of self and others and their own painful emotions. Then they can use that mental freedom to differentiate between their responsibility and their ability to respond. They can let go of the things they believe they have to do, rewrite their personal narrative to serve them, and turn painful experiences into positive or neutral ones. What would that be worth to you? I know it's worth a lot to me, and it's taken me over 30 years to get there because I didn't have a coach to show me how, but I've been coaching people about developing their own mental freedom, and they've been very happy with the results. Go to www.b as in boy, it, dot L-Y forward slash capital M as in Mary, capital F as in Frank, capital C as in cat, lowercase O-A-C-H-I-N-G, to see what some of them have had to say. That's one other thing I recommend when you're engaging in a coaching relationship. Check your potential coach's testimonials of satisfied customers. They can tell you a lot about what a person thinks about the help and value received in coaching. The truth of the matter is there are utterly amazing coaches practicing their craft and doing marvelous work helping people with a variety of things. Like every other profession, we also have some mediocre coaches and some pretty bad coaches. If you're going to enter into a coaching relationship, you'll want to do what you can to ensure you hire one of the best. I hope you enjoyed today's show and that you'll join me next week when I interview Cheryl Matricu about the topic, If I Know I Can Only Control My Behavior, Why Do I Keep Trying to Control Everyone Else's? I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website, at www.therelationshipcenter.biz forward slash podcast and remember to subscribe.